we are not sports center. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Debate Amongst Friends. I am the Professor John Gotti. My co-host over here is Doc Leesner, the podcasting beast, and we're ready to provide you with another fun edition of sports news, analysis, and the reads. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Debate Amongst Friends, where we celebrate another Los Angeles championship. The L.A. Dodgers, as the Professor John Gaddy gave the reads on, said that they were going to win, and doggone it, they did it. Who do you think you are? I am. Who do you think you are? I am. Shout out to my man Webb. Uh, but questionable, controversial, you know, normally controversy creates cash, but controversial substitution was the main headline of this particular game. Um, I don't know. Well, I do know what the skipper was thinking. Mm-hmm. It's just yikes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yikes. Um, and, it, and it only went downhill from there. I mean, you kind of see, like, Mookie was, Mookie Betts, of course, uh, was mm-hmm. literally the very next batter up. And as soon as they made the switch, like, you could, you could see the gleam in his eye. And, mm-hmm. of course, he was smiling. Like, they were, just, they just ripped, they were, like, they were sitting there like, well, why are we, why are they doing this? Like, don't they understand? Like, he was really giving us trouble. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh, we ain't gonna say nothing because uh yeah yeah that's a great move yep great move we're about to kill him. <laughs> right so for people who didn't see it i mean if you have heard i mean obviously we recorded our show last week prior to the world series ending and um blake snell pitched yep. five a little over five uh, innings. six innings it's about six innings uh yeah they they have this stupid five point one. Yeah, it's, it's six. We'll it's, say, that's the only reason I said five. We'll yeah, it's five. Uh, five innings, one batter. That's what it was. one batter. There we go. Uh, two hits, one earned run, nine Ks. Yep. Um, I mean, I think you let him pitch until he can't pitch no more. I mean, that's just what you have to do. You just let the guy pitch two hits in five innings. I'm not taking him out until he gives up two more. Maybe. Well, um, this, 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 this can be the last game of the season and you can't hold anything back. You can't hold anything back. I felt like if his pit count was in the high eighties towards nineties, I could justify him pulling him at that point but it was around 70 something i forgot the exact count i think it was like at like 72 or something like that but see for me it's like his pitch count could have been at 100 no see no that's different that's different no not for me not if he's not giving up any runs that's different because at that point his arm his arm starts getting tired around the 100 but see to me if you've been pitching, right, and you said if he was in the if he was at seventy, let's just say he was at seventy in five innings. Yep. Um, two hits 
That means he threw 68 pitches where there was no there were no hits. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? No, no, and so I the, get that. The, the, the probability is very high. So it's like you although, need to although just we probably don't want to say runs, probably to say uh batters on base. One well, yeah, two hits. I just thought I said two hits, one earned. Because, yeah, it was only one earned run. So yep. two people hit the ball. Yep. Right? So my thing is let that man stay in there because he's not pitching the next game if they go to another game. Nope. He's done. You know, like this is it for him. And this that's it. And that's kind of where Kevin Cash's explanation came in on the off chance they won that game. You know, and we talk about that this a lot with, you know, football and basketball. Like, you don't look beyond the game that you're playing. So I would say that was right. his biggest mistake was he looked beyond this current game and thought, man, we got ourselves a pretty good lead. They're not really hitting anything. Let's pull uh, Blake Snell out. And if we get to that and when when we get to that seventh game, we can have him in there at a um at a reliever capacity. Um, and Doc, we were talking about, you know, starter, reliever, setup person, and closer right. um, last week. And basically, mm-hmm. we can have Blake Snow come in for, you know, half an inning, maybe an inning on a seventh game, where sure. I can understand the justification for that. But the problem was, if he's rolling and he's dealing the way he's that he dealing. was, you just don't do it. Um, and the Dodgers, they, they took advantage of it. So, I mean, take Definitely. what you will about that. I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't on the Dodgers to tell him, hey, you probably shouldn't <laughs> take out your right. starting pitcher because he's kind of kicking our butts. Like mm-hmm. They're going to say, yeah, that's a great move. I mean, his arm is so tired. <laughs> I mean, because if you look on the other side, the Dodgers, I mean, they were just replacing pitchers left and right. Yeah. I mean, it was like, all right, you're gonna you're gonna go one inning. You're you're gonna go one batter. Yep. Two innings, two batter. You know yep. what I mean? So they were really, really going in and and just saying, you know what, well, we're gonna. Yeah, they went all in. Spread this out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they went all in. They they wanted this to be the final game, and it the strategy worked out for them. Like hindsight, twenty twenty, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, if whomever replaced Snell did a great job and they was able to keep that 1-0 lead until the end of the game, we wouldn't be talking about it like this. We wouldn't. We actually would be talking about a game seven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about what happened in game seven rather than or, game six. Or even the lack thereof a game seven because there was another controversy that happened following game six. True. The uh, world champion... L.A. Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner mm. being oh, pulled for testing positive for COVID mid-game around the eighth inning. Now, that is yeah. controversy, and that, folks, I, does not create cash. Yeah, I don't know how that how that even works. Like, How did that work? I feel like someone dropped the ball. Um and I'll tell you right now, it's definitely that commissioner. <laughs> I mean, is it the commissioner's fault? Well, is it somebody on the team? Like, hey, like somebody had to know. Like, this is no. this. We talk about people knowing things, but no. we talked about the Astros the, before. The, the problem and people is, knowing things. There's no way you you would have to have tested everybody. Exactly, before the game. but in this case, 
you know, as much as I would like to say, yes, it's the Dodgers for putting someone out there with that risk. It goes all the way up to the top of that mountain as well, because we don't know what their protocol is. For all we we know, know their protocol protocol is, hey, okay, well, last week you're good. Okay, this week, you know, we're going to test you five minutes before game time. And if we find out that you have, we're going to like, like, that would be really, really bad. Yeah. If that's the case. Um, It would be not. Because. I mean, I guess that's something that we would have to look into because. I mean, my thing is, it's like, oh, oh, they, how do you oh they're go? keeping real quiet about this. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I mean, how do you go that distance? Exactly. The game knowing? is essentially, well, I'm not going to say it's over, but like the game was definitely getting out of hand. Right. Um, but the problem is, if the Rays managed to win game six and they had to play a game, there's no game seven. Because now everyone has to isolate because he's been in contact with everyone on the field. Honestly, I think if there was a game seven, they probably wouldn't have said anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think they would have said anything. I think they would have just let it ride. Um, He would have just kept playing. 21, uh, let it ride. (laughs) Yeah, let it ride. Or they would have, um, they would have came up with something else like, he, you know, I don't know. They would have said something crazy. Turned yeah, they would have just said absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been something ridiculous. Uh, you know, food poisoning or something. It would have been ridiculous. Um, but I don't know. The game was pretty good uh, despite the antics. Uh, the first coronavirus World Series is in a wrap. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know if they're going to have a delay in their next season. But we shall see. Hopefully by uh, the spring, hopefully things will have calmed down and we'll have a better handle on things. Uh, but two L.A. championships <laughs> so far. Two L.A. championships. We got the Lakers. We got the Dodgers. We'll see what happens next. Absolutely. And speaking of next, we'll be right back. More debate amongst friends right after this. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk some NFL. But just like last season, there was a tier listing provided and we gave our reactions to them. And guess what? You like this so much? We're going to do it again. Doc, are you ready? I am. We're going to start from the top and... Finish at the bottom like a dusty elbow drop. And we're going to begin with the Super Bowl contenders. The teams that are Super Bowl contenders, we got the Seattle Seahawks. The Green Bay Packers. The Baltimore Ravens. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Ducks. Tampa Bay. Buccaneers and the reigning, defending, undisputed National Football League world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Doc, you agree with this tiering? 
Uh, of course, this was made prior to this week's prior finish. to week eight. <laughs> so yeah, I think prior to week eight, yeah, this, these things are pretty good, except for the, the stuff. I'm not okay. 100% sure about the pack. Okay, okay, I, I thought you'd go somewhere else with that. Um, their defense is still pretty suspect, um, and yeah, they do have a lot of injuries on the offensive side as well, too. Um, and we're gonna talk trade deadline, and I felt like they probably should have made a move to. Um, right. At least strengthen strengthen their defense, but I can agree yeah. with that. Um, uh, but everybody else, I feel pretty good about. Um, yeah, I think um, each team, except for the Steelers, of course. Well, even the Steelers, I think each team has like a. I would say there's chinks in the armor. Yep, but they they all play well. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. So let's. Go to the next tiering list. We have the Super Bowl hopefuls, and those teams are the Buffalo Bills, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Tennessee Titans. Doc, what are your thoughts? I think the Saints should be up here. I think that I think this is pretty disrespectful that they're not. I actually I'm not 100% sold on the Bills and the Cardinals. Um, but I do think the Saints should be a little higher. Um, I can agree with you for the Bills. At the beginning of the season, I could definitely even put them up there under Super Bowl contenders. But uh, and we'll talk about like, well, they've been sliding the last two weeks, and it really looked bad. Um, the Cardinals. I mean, once again, it's the NFC West. It's always been you know good to watch, and you know we keep saying that. The Cardinals going to be a team that's going to be fun to watch this year, and they've been they haven't really disappointed. Um, the Saints, um, I can agree with you. I can agree with you. I think they still have the firepower to do what they need to do. I think the problem with this team currently is the Michael Thomas situation. I can see that. I mean, and they had some injuries also. I think mm-hmm. that that's definitely hurt them a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think that they should be a little higher. I don't think they should be in the same boat as the teams that are listed in the next row. Now, speaking <laughs> of the next row, we have the trying to make the playoffs club, and those teams are, of course, Doc mentioned the New Orleans Saints. We also have the Carolina Panthers, Jay Riddies, Las Vegas Raiders. The Detroit Lions. Yeah, I I think you really liked that name, too, when I said last week. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts and the Los Angeles Rams. Doc? Uh, (laughs) I think... Without, again, the Saints should be higher. This is rough because after the Super Bowl hopefuls... They're kind of just... Yeah, it's like... And I feel bad because the Rams... You know, obviously they have a pretty solid team. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Aaron Donald, you know, Robert Woods, they have pretty good teams, but the Cooper way they got beat, you know, this particular weekend, you know, yeah. but, then this, but again, this is before we get, uh, they just don't get, they're just not getting it done. No, and, uh, no, I don't it's know. their consistency that that's a huge red flag for us. Yeah, so... And I think that the Lions should be lower down one. Yeah, I can't agree with that. Uh, 
Yeah. Let's um, get and to I would the... even go to say I would even go to say that maybe the Panthers should be down one. But we'll we'll do our overall readings on this one later because I think a lot of teams will definitely be shuffled up um, especially after this past week so let's get to the next tier we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that doc don't worry sure uh the next tier is only win if they're playing a bad team club we have the Miami Dolphins the as Doc like to say no Chargers no it should be the no Rams no that's what I I really wanted to say I I know throw that in there I know the Cleveland Browns and the San Francisco 49ers. Doc? I feel bad for the 49ers. I really feel bad. I feel bad for my cousin who's a diehard 49ers fan. He has just been enduring all this this year as well, too. Um, I'm, I mean, this is – I can't even put like, – uh, outside of the 49ers, like, I don't even think these teams should be here. I think they should be lower. They, they, they're not good. No. Chargers have blown, what, four, you know, uh, four leads? Yep. Four out of the five, la- four out of the last five games? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the charge, uh, the Browns, obviously, I don't know. They don't have an identity. They don't have, I mean. I mean, they kind of do belong in this tier because they only do play really well against bad teams. They really only do know. play well against bad teams. They got destroyed by the Steelers. I mean, the Ravens. They, yeah, but they haven't really. The only team they beat, only team they beat that was bad was what the Cowboys. I mean, the Bengals. Bengals aren't that bad. The no, Bengals. Just, if you're gonna put, if you're gonna put the Chargers here, you have to put the Bengals there because they've pretty much done the same exact the thing. Same, the same. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was hoping you would say that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the Fal- you actually would have to put the Falcons there too because the Falcons have done the same exact thing. The they've same only- things. I mean, yeah, I feel like but- there probably should be a new tier in here, and that was one of the things I was gonna say. If there should be like another tier. Maybe. Unless you just throw them all in undercover trash, which is next. Yes, and undercover trash, we have the holy crap, Doc. Right. The New England Patriots are on this tier. Oh my god, they are, and I don't know why they undercover. It's not undercover. It's straight trash. Hold on, we'll we'll get to that game. Don't you worry. Straight trash, homie. We also have the Bears, which is disrespectful, and the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel well. Obviously, again, before week eight, I feel like the Bears. I could see why somebody would say that they're undercover trash, but they're also they also have a winning record. I feel like they're only undercover trash on the offensive side. Defensive side, I still I think their their defense is still elite. Yeah, their offense. I'm not sure. Nick Foles hasn't done any better no. than Trubisky. No. Uh, so they'll probably wind up going back to Trubisky if Nick Foles struggles at all. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think if you're going to throw people into this particular club, you got to throw the Bengals, the Chargers. Yep. And, um, and the Browns. The Falcons, yeah. The Falcons, and, you would throw yeah, them, the Falcons throw them as well. up there, yeah. Um, and, but the Patriots are not undercover. No, not anymore. <laughs> are not undercover. Them boys is trash. Well, speaking of T A S, wait, 
the trash tier, we have the football team Boom. of Washington, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals, the Atlanta mm. Falcons, the New Jersey, <clears throat> New York football Giants, the Denver Broncos, the Minnesota Vikings, the Houston Texans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, outside of the aforementioned teams, I mean, those teams, these teams are trash. I mean, what can we say? Yeah, they're pretty trash. Unfortunately. Yeah, um, it's terrible. If it was up to me, I would probably put the entire NFC East under trash. <laughs> All right. They're trash. But that's just me. Um, but then again, I said that before the season started. I said, watch the really? NFC East will be trash. I even said, watch the uh, football team of Washington, D.C. might end up winning the division. It's still possible. Anything is possible in that division. Speaking of that division, second to last tier or the penultimate tier, the don't even deserve to be mentioned club, we have them boys. Them boys, the Dallas Cowboys. Which one or two wins from the good luck Trevor Lawrence club, which I don't think they want to be in. I think they want to be in there. I think so. I don't think so. I think, I, I, think, I, think I think they're going to do deck three. Which, based on the conversations I had earlier, you, you think that maybe the the Giants want to be – the Giants fans want them to be in the Trevor Lawrence club. The Giants fans wanted to be in a high – QB conversation for the longest. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, if if the Cowboys end up getting Trevor Lawrence, I could see Jason Garrett lobbying for them to get Dak to New York. See? That would be crazy. And I'm telling you right now, the Giants would not boo-hoo about getting Dak. And those very same Giants that will sit there and talk smack about Dak will be like, oh my gosh, we got Dak. We them boys. I mean, we them Giants. <laughs> we them Giants. <laughs> and then the aforementioned good, good luck, luck, Trevor Lawrence Club. Club. We have it goes to the New York football Jets. I'm so sorry. Uh, Papa Doc. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're 0 uh, 8. I just. Yeah, and all, all I'm gonna say is fire Adam Gase. Like start it. Start yeah, it. I don't know what else to even say. I mean, I don't get it. Um, I don't know what's going on. I mean, they they're not playing with the same fire that the other trash teams are playing. Like it's like trash underneath trash underneath even more trash it's like yeah i think if uh, we can get to now overall discussion about this i think if there was i think if there was like a beyond like you know bed bath and beyond you know the family guy joke about like you got to be careful that beyond section like if there was a beyond trash tier that's where the jets are like they're they're that bad you want to know something i i strongly believe um, that if they were to fire Adam Gase and like probably let Greg Williams take over, I would assume, mm-hmm. um, similar to what happened with the Browns. Yep. Um, they will probably 
not get the number one pick. They probably would win probably four to five games. I could agree with that. That's pretty much what happened with the uh, with the Browns. I can, yeah, I can exactly definitely see that happening. With the Browns. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the GM is thinking. Maybe he's expecting something that we don't expect. Maybe, you know, Adam Gase has naked pictures of him or something. I don't know, but it has to be something good, you know, whatever it is, um, mm. to have him still have a job. That's asking a lot for them. But Doc, you mentioned there will be some teams that you would shuffle around. Let's go through those teams. Well, so starting uh, at the we, top, like I said, um, I think I would move Green Bay down to Super Bowl hopefuls. I can agree with that. Yeah, I think I would move the Bills down to trying to make the playoffs club and swap with the Saints. I can agree with that also. Um, in the trying to make the playoffs club, I probably would move the Panthers down to they're only playing a bad team club, uh, as well as the Lions. I would move them down as well. Also the Colts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they, they beat the Lions. So. Yep. <laughs> so only when if they're playing a bad team, I lead the 49ers there, uh, the aforementioned Colts. Panthers, Lions, um, moving the Browns. (laughs) Yeah, moving the Browns, Chargers, and Dolphins down to undercover trash. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to move the Bears up to Bad Team Club. Yep. Um, I'm moving the Eagles and the Patriots down to trash and moving the Bengals and Falcons up to undercover trash. Agreed. I am moving. The Washington football team, as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars, down to don't, don't even deserve, deserve to, be, to mentioned. be mentioned. Agreed. In fact, I might even put the the Giants down there too. Actually, I, see the Giants. I already, I already see, told you, I would put the entire NFC East on that tier. So it stinks because of what happened on Monday Night Football, and which we'll we're going to get that. into. We'll get to that. Um, which shows me that they have heart. They just, You're I don't know. Like what I have something. to say about this game. <laughs> I, I'm in love with you guys. I'm in love with you guys to say about this game. Honestly, I'm, it can't be any worse than what I thought. I, okay. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It can't be any worse than what I thought. Um, so, yeah. I don't know what the heck was happening, but it can't be any worse than what I thought. Um, but we can... Let's take a quick break and come back and, and talk about those games. Let's do and we are back. Speaking of those G-Men and them being trash or undercover trash, we have Monday Night Football. We're going to start Monday and work our way back. Prime time, Bucks versus Giants. Cheeks clenched for me. <laughs> Giants, the clapper. That's right. I'm talking about you, Jason Garrett. The judge and Daniel. Yes, I don't carry pennies, but I got a whole bunch of dimes. Jones. I can't believe you said that. 
this so guy sorry, wanted to be a legend. He said, I'm playing against Tom Brady, which everybody steps up when they're playing against Tom Brady. You should. You should want to. You should. They had the most beautiful game plan in which I said last week, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants beat us. Most people laughed and scoffed and thought mm-hmm. I was trolling. Nope. I said I this was a trap game. I knew we would we would possibly lose this game. Um, you know, it started with JPP saying that he was going to try to, you know, go for their necks and all this other stuff. And, you know, that's like rule number that, one. You don't ever put you don't ever say things that's going to be on the bulletin board. And they really, really had a great game plan. Um, the Bucks snuck out of there with a victory after a really, really less than subpar. Um, if we're looking at that same diagram that we you know we were just going over the bucks would be super bowl hopefuls after this game yep you know like it's like we would bump ourselves down but obviously we won the game still tom brady was tom brady and moving forward we know we're getting antonio browns on and so forth yep uh, but what a game i mean uh no gas shall pass I saw what you did there. From these um, cheeks when I'm watching these games, when these books. This game, as I mentioned before, was a trap game. Um, so, and what I said last week still holds true. I said if the Bucks, the Bucks has to have a statement when against the Giants. Mm-hmm. They cannot lose. They cannot win by anything less than a touchdown for me. Mm. They won by two. Yeah. So to me, this hasn't proven anything about the Bucks. They still have a long way to go. I feel like people are giving them passes, and I believe a lot of people's uh, power rankings put them at like three or four. four, four yeah. And I still think they're like number six because I they honestly haven't done. I probably wouldn't put them out. I think I still think they're a top ten. Uh, team, but I don't think they're top three. I don't think they're top four. Uh, this game proved nothing. Right. This is a game where you do need to step on their necks and watch them, you know, watch the life leave their eyes kind of game. I agree. To, to instill I, I, fear into the league. Like, this is the game you need. And you heard, and you, and I've told you this, even off the podcast, I said, this is the game that they needed to do that with. Because you want but to I instill that though. I, I mean, that's why I, when you said it, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about because that's not. <laughs> uh, he, I said that, and even somebody earlier was like, "Oh, come on, you know, be a man and say that that was a defensive pass interference." And I'm like, "That's a okay, bang okay." Bang let's play. let's talk about that's that a bang because bang because play. of course I'm all the Giants not. fans are are pissed off and salty of about that. Here's the problem, you know, and Doc. Correct me if I'm wrong because you're the football person. I'm not. I'm going based on what I'm able to see, right. similar to what happened last Friday. But we won't go there. We're not. Uh, Antoine Winfield, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Antoine yeah. Winfield, it was bang, bang. I agree with that. Had he not turned his head, that's what I was thinking. Prior to the collision and the ball hitting his right arm, I would right. totally agree with it being a PI. The fact yeah. that he turned this and we hear commentators say this time and time again. You gotta look back. 
Always look back. Always look for the ball. Mm-hmm. So by the letter of the law, that was not defensive pass interference. I agree. This I isn't think, me um, trying to do this because, I mean, Doc, I mean, you're my boy. You know, we shake hands, no, you know, yeah. whatever. But if, if something is going against your team, I'll be the first one to tell you. Nah, man, that was definitely passive interference, man. Like, you knew you got away with something right there. No, this was not one of those cases, folks. This was I mean, absolutely play on, good defense, uh, two-point conversion fun. attempt, no good. No good. And, and I was, don't get me wrong, I was super mad that we even gave up the, that touchdown. Fourth down. First of all, two fourth downs, fourth that, and longs. That, that second fourth down conversion, first of all. Oh, my God. I was like, uh, Doc is over here just like throwing up right now, just yeah, walking out like, on his balcony and just hurling, dodging I did Yelling whisper, <laughs> uh, you know, because you know me, like I'm. I'm are you talking about? I can't believe yeah. this happened. Are you? It was kind of like, are you kidding? Me? <laughs> are you kidding? Me? Like it was really like a, a passionate yelling whisper, uh, but a very passive aggressive whispering, folks. <laughs> oh my god, it was really really strong, a strong whisper. Uh, but the Bucks win the game. Um, Obviously, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are saying that they made the right plays, the plays that they they needed to make, they made. I think the only thing that stands out to me is that we really, really need Chris Godwin. Um, I can I think agree Chris with that. Godwin, yeah, Chris Godwin would have had us in a better position. Um, really, really poor execution. Not too many penalties still, which I'm pretty happy about. Yep. But – yeah, that's where I think Antonio Brown is going to come in and be uh, be a big help um, because, you know, Scotty can only do so much. Uh, they had some young guys in there, and he was working the young guys, but uh, this is just a poor executed, executed game. I agree. Uh, and to Doc's point, uh, the Buccaneers only had three penalties for 20 yards, which was really amazing. I would say uh, since the beginning of the, of the season, they have done a great job. Uh, actually, since that Packers game, actually, they've done a great job keeping the penalty numbers down. But yeah, now think, the issue uh, is the Bears executing. Game is the one that really, the Bears game is a really one that put Brady over the top. Yep. Uh, and then we came out in the Packers game and, and played. Well, that because that because Khalil uh, um, Mack was just hounding him well no it wasn't khalil mack it was um at the fourth quarter it was khalil mack no 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 no. i mean he was mad prior to that because that drive where we were really moving and then we got like two or three penalties back to back and it was like a third and like 31 31, yep he's like what the heck you know so yeah he was pretty fired up about that one i was pretty pretty sure somebody was going to get traded after that game but it didn't happen. He probably told uh, them, like, hey, trade deadline's yeah. on its way soon, fellas. Y'all better step it up because yeah. this is my team. Exactly. I'm trying to win the championship. Yeah, but really quickly here, and then we can move on to the next game. I know we, you know, there's been a lot of talk today between the book clubbers. We're going to call ourselves the book clubbers. Giants. Book clubber langs. Book clubber langs. I felt the game plan this week for Daniel, yes, I don't carry pennies. I only carry dimes. Jones was so good. 
that if the Giants play the way they played against the Bucks for the rest of the season, they can win the, the two, they can win the division. They can win the division like without the two in, the two interceptions. I mean, they were really bad. I don't know what he was doing, throwing out of sacks and whatnot. I mean, I knew what he was doing. He was really, really trying to win. Yeah, I like him because he's a gamer, um, and he really, really wants to win. That's the only reason I like Daniel Jones. Other than that, I don't really care for him. Uh, but I think if they give him an opportunity with that particular game planning, I think he'll be successful. Plus, I didn't like the fact that some people were comparing him to Ryan Leaf, to Jamarcus Marcus, Russell. The disrespect. Today, the, today, I heard Jameis Winston. The disrespect. Just, I, you, know, you, know, you know what today, yesterday was for the book Clubber Lang's? As we like what we're going to now call them, mm-hmm. it was just a hate train, yeah. and everyone just train. jumped on it. Except for me, like I was doing nothing but love. I mean, I was like really, really showing down James, which is love. which is hilarious <laughs> because I really thought like he's really, really trying to win. See, the problem is everyone just looked at what happened at the end of the game. Like yeah, and I'm like, bro, he's trying to win. That has nothing to do with him. Like no. when they lost to the Eagles last week, he can't control Ingram not catching the ball nope. two times. Nope. You know what I mean? Like the throws that he makes. Now, granted, they should have beat the Bucks by four touchdowns yesterday because he threw some 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 brilliant field. Yeah, some excellent throws that just that were too that were just too far. You know, like I mean, we were really beat really bad. Yep, um, but. Let's continue on here. Speaking of beat here, the Seattle Seahawks beat the 49ers. Well, 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 we got the Dang. Sunday night game. We're not talking about that Sunday night game. Oh, damn. Forget about it. <clears throat> yeah. That, we don't 49ers and Seahawks. Yeah, let's talk about a better game, actually. Yeah. 49ers uh, and Seahawks. Uh, a much better game than people would realize. Uh, although, to me, I don't think the score matched the way the game went. Because, of course, the 49ers scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. So... Right. It was really and the 49ers at this point are really pulling things out of their cheeks. I mean Yeah, I think at this point they're they're getting themselves like they're starting to shut people down for the season. Of course, Jimmy G and George Kittle are both being shut down for the season. They they said they're gonna be out for like six weeks, but they're being shut down for the season. Um, but Nick Mullins came in 238, two touchdowns. I mean, he played pretty well. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people had high hopes for Brandon Ayuk, so um, hopefully he can carry a little while George Kittle is out. Yep. Uh, obviously, Jarek McKinnon will be probably getting some more uh, touches as well as Jermichael Hasty. But, I mean, we really have to talk about, you know, them Seahawks. I mean, they've been so consistent over the years, <clears throat> you know, moving – Running backs in and out. Obviously, they have this new guy, DJ Dallas. I don't mean them boys. I'm talking about DJ Dallas. Yeah. The DJ like from Street Fighter 2, actually. Exactly. And then you got not DJ, but DK. 12 catches, 161. I mean, this guy is now being called the next Megatron, the next... To and all this other no, stuff. That's not what they're. That's not what they're calling. You don't know what they're calling this man. I know you hated it if you saw it. I don't know if you've seen it, but they said DK Metcalf right now is the LeBron of the NFL. Oh, because LeBron put a tweet out 
to say oh that. my that, god that's why Come yeah on. yeah oh my god yeah i wasn't gonna mention it but since you mentioned god. it i'll give you the source of it it was lebron who said it it was lebron yeah, who said no. it. he's always making stuff up but dk man i mean he's proving all the doubters wrong when he did his combine a couple years ago and people yeah. said well people were getting on him because of the one drill could he match the hype? I think he's matched and exceeded. And and I think the thing about it is people tend to start to hate people who exceed expectations. And that's pretty much been the case for a lot of people. Right. I so mean I'm I'm happy for him. I mean, as long as he doesn't come to Tampa with that foolishness, I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna come in there and drop like yeah, two hundred yards at like yeah, eight yeah. catches, like two hundred fifty yards or something. Oh, I mean, the it. way that your DBs played, like I'll be you know shaking in my boots. I'm always shaking in my cheeks. I always clench oh. I'm always nervous, man. Every time, what <laughs> we kick the ball off, I'm terrified. <laughs> wow. We're going to move on, folks. <laughs> so we got the Buffalo Bills beating the New England Patriots. Oh, my goodness. The New England Patriots, 2-5. and five. Bill Belichick says everybody's for sale. You want them, you can have them. You want Cam? You want Damian Harris? You want Jacoby Myers? You can have them. Uh, everybody's for sale. Um, obviously, no. No trades for them. 21-24. I mean, what they want. I mean, I, this is the cam I expected. You did. You said it. Uh, this is the cam I expected. I said that they should have started Stidham. I mean, because that was their plan, or they should have went and got Jameis. I really was was rooting for Stidham because I felt like what he did in high school and college, which they showed, you know, when they announced that he was going to be playing. Yeah, I thought he was going to be really, really good. Um, but the Bills, I didn't think, did anything spectacular outside of running the football. Um, I thought Josh Allen was just okay. Yep. Um, but the Patriots, obviously, Cam fumbled yet again and um, couldn't get it back. I mean, that was, nope. that's pretty much it. Uh, and Bill, I mean, he's just keeping it, you know, honest, keeping it 100. Like, hey, like. He, he know, knew what was happening. Yeah, didn't like, didn't, you know, didn't one of us say like he's gonna survive like two more seasons before he hangs it up? I think he did say that. I, I don't know. Bill seems like he's still in it. I mean, I would hate for him to go out on a losing note. Um, honestly, I feel like he he's gonna want to get to the playoffs one more time before he hangs it up. I don't know if that's gonna be. Ha- I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't think that's happening. But I'm sure he's gonna want to. Um. Well, let's just keep moving along. We're not doing Jets Chiefs because Jets are trash. Bengals topping the Titans. Yes. Um, So, Doc, I brought out the panic meter button. And we need to talk about whether or not we need to push this panic button for the Titans. (laughs) It's because they lost two straight. They, They lost two straight. I mean, Derrick Henry. I, I mean, I didn't hear anything about Derrick Henry this game. I mean, though, know, eighteen carries, one twelve. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, pretty, you know, subpar game. I mean, really, to me, only thing I keep seeing is Joe Burrow. Uh, just kept seeing Joe Burrow. I started him this week. He, you know, he put up over hundred points. 
Um, I think what you said last week is kind of starting to show its head. Like, you know, they need to or they should have addressed uh, the running back position. Yep. But, um, yeah, he's spreading the ball around. They might need to just go ahead and bring John Ross back into the fold and try to get him into the fray. But, um, yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Titans. Now, Doc, are we pushing this panic button for the Titans? Uh, I'm not going to push it just yet, but, I mean, if they lose again, you know, because they got the Bears coming in. So, if they lose to the Bears, then I'm going to be pushing that thing like crazy. I'm going to be pushing it for the Bucks. They actually, but... I feel like you always push it for the Bucks, though, so I'm not going to accept that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Titans, I'm give them a moment. Okay, I'll put the panic button away. Uh, let's talk. I, no, don't put it away just yet. Because no? I am pushing it for the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Even though they're 5 and 2, I'm pushing it for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, number one. And I was going to try to use this for a final thought, but I'm going to skip it. Both their running backs potentially might miss this Thursday's game due to COVID. Yep. Um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw it to every receiver that he knows. Um, yeah, I believe Jamal Williams the only uh, running back that they have on the roster. Yeah, and even he might have to be isolated because I think he came in contact with A.J. Dillon. Um, so they might have an issue uh, oh, it's actually official. He will not be playing. Yeah, so that's what I'm yeah, saying. Him, Kamal Martin will not play uh, due yeah. to COVID. Yeah. The COVID, right. So, they, you know, obviously this is going to be one of those games. Like, I think last week when he threw like four or five touchdowns, uh, he'll have to figure out a way to do it again. Um, if, I'm not going to push the paying button yet. Not yet. I hate the fact that my running back is out, too. I really, really hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my god, that's that's killing me fantasy wise. It's killing me. I think if fantasy wise, I would probably push the panic meter for you know people on the on the, on the Packers, but no. I'm pushing the fantasy. I'm pushing the panic button for myself. No, because I'm not going to do that. I lost two games back to back now because you know bye weeks and injuries. I mean, yep. it's been rough. Um, but this wasn't the story. The story was about Dalvin Cook's return. <laughs> Boy, what a return. This was very uh, Adrian Peterson-esque of a return right here. Yard, four touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was even there was even talk, Johnny. There was even talk of Adam Thielen trades. No. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. People like, oh my god! Stop. Should we trade Adam Thielen? I saw him. Stop. I saw if, him. if they trade Adam Thielen, Mike up. Zimmerman needs to be fired just on just on strength alone. Stop. I saw Adam Thielen hugged up with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> now I can see Adam Thielen going to the Packers. Actually, of course, he was really hugged up on. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, well, they're actually friends too. So. Like, so that would be like the second coming of, um, what's his name? He used to play for the backers. Jordy. Yep. Jordy Nelson. Uh, but I mean, like I said, the Packers, we'll see what happens. They've only lost two games. The Bucks obviously came in, played a perfect game. And the Vikings came in and cooked them. I mean, there's nothing That's what she said there. That, that, that was clever. I like that. Uh, 
But the last game, sir, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers going against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Wait, wait, say so, say it again. Wait, Lamar <laughs> Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, five and two, seven and zero. Oh. I mean, this is a Pittsburgh game. I'm about to cut Juju because he's not doing it for me. But the story here, the Ravens were really, really competing. J.K. Dobbins gets his first 100-yard game. Um, after the game, there was a lot of, I'll say pitter-patter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquise Brown, you know, he's not Hollywood. getting the touches. Yeah, he's not getting the touches. He's trying to figure out what's going on. It only happens when, when the team is losing. But they only lost two games. I mean, come on. Lamar, they lost two games know. to great teams. Right, exactly. And and to be honest with you, you know with Lamar, it's you know that anybody can get catches or touches. Like this game, it was really Sneed. Yep. You know what I mean? They're a running team, really. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, they're a running team. So he shouldn't expect it to get the ball anywhere. Nope, I can agree but, with that. Um, he, you know, he didn't, um, you know, request any trades or anything. No, but I will applaud uh, J.K. Dobbins though for having a really, really good game. Um, I would say second half that's really helped give them a little bit of that spark. Yeah, um, they definitely handed him that football, and and he made some really, really good runs. Yep. Gus Edwards had some really good runs. I think ultimately. They just fell short. I mean, yeah, and they literally fell short due to uh, Lamar Jackson fumble. Yes, um, and then there was a really, really good uh, defensive line play. Um, I, I think it was Isaiah Bugs. I mean, yep. got got his leg, and I mean, fourth and short stopped him. So, um, you know, shout out to them. I think Cam Hayward had went down the drive before, and Isaiah Bugs came in to go before him, and I mean. What a stop. Yeah. I so, agree. I'll give it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the aforementioned last week, who I said um, hit Derek Henry, he winds up leading the Steelers in tackles. Maybe I guess that shoulder's fine. Robert Spillane. Yep. <laughs> it's all over the place, but I mean – he he might be a household name coming to future. I might have to go look him up on the fantasy wire here because he's getting ten tackles. I mean, I need to I need to know about this. It can happen. Um, but Steelers remain undefeated. Big Ben, you know, not huge numbers. I don't think he's ever really been a huge number guy. Um, they didn't really run James Conner as much. It's pretty interesting. But when I tell you, boyo, oh, I'm about to drop Juju Smith Schuster. I'm about to drop him. And then Juju has like a 50-point game next game. 50-point game next week. That's exactly what would happen. I might try to trade him. I think you should. I think that'd be a – you should just dangle it out there and see if who, who wants to uh, grab it. Yeah, I might do that. Um, but let's take a quick break and let's come back after this.
We are back. Trade deadline happened Tuesday at 4 p.m. Very, very lackluster, but there were some deals that led up to this lackluster trade deadline. Um, last week, we mentioned Steve McClendon driving from New York to Florida, uh, from the Jets to Tampa Bay. Um, but former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Quan Alexander was actually traded to the Saints, there, Boyo. Yikes. Um, I was okay with this. I don't blame John Lynch for saying, you know, this guy is okay, but I don't think he's worth the price tag. Um, and that's the reason why Tampa didn't trade or didn't. It didn't uh, because, yeah, it didn't match that deal at all because they're yeah, like, he because, ain't worth that much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I didn't. I thought it was. I thought it was too much. Um, but see, I mean, he was making about thirteen, fourteen million a year. So, yep. uh, definitely something that I thought was too much. Um, and the Detroit Lions acquired Everson Griffin mm-hmm. from the Cowboys to help Matt Patricia try and get something going. I don't know if the Cowboys are tanking at this uh, at this point. What are you thinking about this? Uh, yeah, they're tanking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like, yeah, they're tanking. I already said in the last segment that they were going to try to get uh, Trevor. That's so crazy to me. Um, just as crazy as like the they Cincinnati just Bengals. they just brought up their uh, practice squad QB in. I believe he's actually starting. That part that's still up in the air, I think they're still considering my man Duke. I'm just gonna call him Nucci. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you heard this too, but apparently they're trying to sign a uh, throwing machine to be the starting quarterback too. <laughs> I think even. Jerry Jones decided that he might want to come out there. And <laughs> but anyway, you have Seattle Seahawks acquiring Carlos Dunlap, who was disgruntled with the Bengals. He's been there for a long time. He has been there for a long time. You know, he's been riding all those, those losing seasons. And um, he's going to go to a team that's winning and that, that's going to use him effectively. He'll probably be, you know, probably reemerge as one of the better pass rushers um and Steelers uh, Steelers Seahawks just getting richer I mean I don't know if they're going to be able to re-sign him but he'll be there for this year at least yeah I mean if anything else he might just be alone so hey depending on what happens I mean you never know he he might want to take a discount to stay he he might I think it happened with Michael Bennett a couple years back so you never know um, another funny New York Jets player, uh, Avery Williamson. I'm not sure if you saw his tweet or his Instagram post where. Yeah, we, we put it out there on our social medias. Oh, my goodness. He posted a picture of himself catching a cab from New York to Pittsburgh immediately after the game, which, again, it's a bad running, look. <clears throat> running away from the Jets. Um, I think the quickest thing I saw this weekend and this week right before trade deadline was with Desmond King. I felt like yeah. the Chargers 
it's like the Chargers put him on the block, and then it was just like gone. I'll take him. You know, it was like they put they put a sofa on offer up, and somebody was really looking for a sofa. You know, like I mean, really, really looking. Um, and then some small deals: Isaiah Ford, wide receiver. Uh, from the Dolphins, he's traded to the Patriots. Was I'm, sh- I'm surprised that they traded interdivisional like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Bill probably called him and was like, hey, we'll give you a seven-round pick for this guy. I mean, he's just okay, <laughs> right? He's okay. Um, but they need like that, they need well, that, wide that's receiver. That's just what I need then. They need wide receiver help uh, big time to do whatever that they're, they're going to try to do. And then my guy, DeAndre Washington – <laughs> traded from Miami also uh no excuse me from Kansas, from Kansas City, City to, Miami. to Miami yep uh but like I said really really lackluster trades that didn't happen obviously involved the Packers uh trying to obtain Will Fuller uh maybe maybe the Texans wanted too much yep or maybe the Texans just said you know we don't even know what we're doing. I think they right were trying now. to get a first round draft pick out of him. I don't, I mean, I don't blame him. He's a pretty solid receiver. He's been injury prone a he lot. He has been injury prone. Yeah. And they give up a first round pick. I mean, even though the Packers weren't going to use a first round pick on anybody on offense anyway. Absolutely not. So. Unless it's mean, a quarterback again. Aaron Rodgers wasn't <laughs> here. Oh God. Um, and then of course, you know, New England tried to trade their star cornerback, which I don't know if it would have even really happened given that, you know, Stephon Gilmore is on the whole COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. He's 30 years old and he's on the final year of his deal, which I, I think he makes a pretty good amount as well. And I think if there was anybody that I would have wanted, it would have been him. There's no, there's no question about it, um, but I know that we can't afford him unless we give up somebody huge, which I don't want to do. So, uh, pretty lackluster. I think the Lions, I think the Giants, excuse me, the Giants were interested in Kenny Galladay. I heard, yep. Um, but it, obviously, he just got hurt as well, so they probably <laughs> were like, no. But I felt like he's the type of player that would help Daniel. Yes. I don't carry pennies, but I do throw those dimes, Jones. I can't think he's still saying that. <laughs> <laughs> or he would be the perfect receiver for Baker Mayfield. I can which, agree with that. Yeah, which is a, another interesting one. I know the Browns, you know, you would expect them to do something. Who knows? Maybe OBJ would have been traded. I'm not believing those rumors. You're not going to believe those. I don't blame you. Um, but, you know, let us know on social media what you thought about your team's decision or indecision. Or lack to do anything on the trade. Yeah, whatever it was that they did on trade deadline. Do you feel like they did enough? You know, do you feel like you want to just slap the general manager? I mean, just let us know. I mean, we, we, you know, we want to know. Um, but let's take a quick break and let's come back after uh, – a quick moment.
Ladies and gentlemen, every week we like to do what's called the two-minute drill, where we go over stories and headlines that we didn't get a chance to cover during the show. However, there has been a topic that really, really grinded my gears. Let me knock these two or three points out here before I get into that. Shout out to Tom Brady for letting Antonio Brown stay at his house and going over the playbook. Shout out to the Houston Rockets finally hiring a coach in Steven Salas. I'm glad they gave it to the young guy. And you absolute fool Javon Wims for throwing that punch and getting suspended for two games for the Chicago Bears. But the person that really grinded my gears was Daryl. I'm going to take a year or two off to hang out with my kids. Forget those kids. Maury. You have kids that depend on me. You got responsibilities, right? You got to put food on the table, right? You got mouths to feed. You got kids. Talk about your kids. I don't give a shit about your kids. Taking the job with the 76ers, how un- Believable to leave the Rockets in cap hell and tell us, hey, no, it's not you, it's me. I'm gonna take some time for me and my baby girls. Wow. <laughs> and Three days later, I feel like, maybe four, Daryl Morey, oh my God, Woj says, Daryl Morey's linked to this Philadelphia 76ers job. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You kidding me? You serious? He really just left the Rockets. I mean, really, really hammered our salary cap and went to the 76ers. I mean, I'm glad Elton Brand still has a job. He got a a multi-year contract extension. But Daryl Morey, if I could quote Chiseled Adonis, you bub, put your mother-blippin' head down, you bub. I hope you never win a championship a day in your life. I hope the process comes (laughs) falling down on your ginormous head, you bum. And to top it off, with the last 25 seconds, they're saying that they want to trade now for James Harden. (laughs) Pra, I will see you next week. And all you listeners out there, next week, we shall see what Daryl Morey does. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Debate Amongst Friends. Give us a follow on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to all of our Debate Amongst Friends podcasts here on Anchor, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. And like we always say, goodbye, and to all, a good night. L-E-S-G. Peace to the ocean.